0: Okay, this morning, I'm going to be talking to you about the power of your song. Okay, are you ready? It's good. I'm going to, get, I'm going to run, race through this because I've got a lot to, to share. So at the beginning of this year, Pete um, here in midst he, um, he just spoke and prophesied about releasing the sound of Eastgate. Does anyone remember that? Yeah? Um, and, and actually, since then, we have been prophesied over as a community um, regarding a kind of a new move of God, haven't we? Um, starting in the Southeast and spreading out the U.K., who has heard of a guy called Ray Hughes? Put your hands up. I like to say that he's, he's, he's one of these guys with an amazing moustache. And I kind of, I feel like he's called like the grandfather of sound. He's just this amazing guy. And he knows so much about sound and how God um, thinks about sound. He talks a lot about through history, just about every major move of God and extend a season about pouring has carried with it a specific sound unique to what God was doing in that day. In fact, it kind of prepared the way for that, releasing what God was doing in the earth. So you got the Welsh Revival in, in the 1900s. The song, Here is Love. Everyone knows this song. Here is love, vast as the ocean. That all came, came out of that, that time. Some of the Azusa Street Revivals um, songs were actually, they had no words. They were just kind of groanings in the spirit. Um, there's a guy called Frank Bartman. He gave a testimony about that time. It says, no one can understand this gift of song but those who heard it. It was indeed a new song in the spirit. When I first heard it in the meeting, a great hunger entered my soul to receive it. And I felt it would exactly express my pent up feelings. So sounds kind of a precursor to great moves of God. I actually preached this sermon in fe- February. Um, it was a few, about three days after Billy Graham passed away. Now, Billy Graham, um, I actually became a Christian at a Billy Graham event when I was 11. So it kind of, I had this feltless this connection there. Um, there was a, a, a prophet, a person called um, Bob Jones, who actually prophesied that when Billy Graham passed on into eternity, that it would release the next grave great wave of power evangelism like the world has never seen. And it will bring in the greatest harvest ever seen. So I feel like we're in this time where God is saying that this new great wave is coming. And actually, the question that I want to pose is this today. What is your part, every single one of your part, to to play in the release of these sounds and songs in the earth? In fact, what is God's intention for your specific voice in your specific environment? Now, for some of you you're thinking, Laura, have you heard my voice? I only sing in the shower. Okay. (laughs) And, um, I've got some really good news to you. Um, you know, when you watch these amazing films in America and they're like, you know, really good at talking and, you know, um, they they have vocal coaches. Sorry, that was, yeah, it wasn't a Canadian voice, was it? (laughs) Um, have these vocal coaches and, um, there's a lady who's amazing at her job. She's called Patsy Rodenberg. If you don't know her, just look her up. I don't think she's a Christian, but she's she's written this amazing book about called The Right to Speak. And I love that. Um, she basically says this after, after years and years of teaching people. She says in all her time of teaching, she has never heard a bad voice. So be released, people. There are voices that have picked up bad habits or have not found their full expression yet. So there's no such thing as a bad voice. That's good, isn't it? Now there are others of you who who love singing, but you're, you're not quite sure how you fit in this this picture of releasing the sounds and songs into the earth. <clears throat> so by the end of this talk, I want um, I just feel like some of you are going to be really inspired to write songs. <laughs> yes, write songs of praise. <laughs> intimacy, declaration, warfare. And for others, it'll be to release um, sounds of intercession over nations or just simple words of love over yourself. That might be a new thing. And, you know, God has made us all differently with different sounds for a purpose. We're not going to be like Claire or Tim or Pete or whoever. We're all different. And actually... We are called to be His mouthpiece and His voice on the earth, aren't we? Um, this sort of message has been a bit of a, a bit of a life journey message for me. So when I was younger, I was actually terrified of being heard, absolute terrified. In fact, I only found out this about 10 years ago. My parents actually got the local vicar to pray for me because they were so worried about me being really scared of talking in public and speaking to new people. And now I would say, I love. Finding new people and talking to them. I'm actually, if if I haven't found you yet, I will find you, and I will track you down, and I will talk to you. And it's like God has just burst something in me through that. So yeah, what is God's original tension for your voice? And I just want to start at the beginning. Q. Yes. just in Genesis, you, you, most of you know this this uh, this passage. It says, In the beginning God created everything, the heavens above and the earth below. And here's what happened. At first the earth lacked shape and was totally empty. A dark fog draped over the deep. While God's spirit wind hovered over the surface of the empty waters. Then there was the voice of God. And he said, Let there be light. A bit um, later on it talks about you know God giving man authority to name each creature as he saw fit. And whatever he decided to call it, the man, that became its name. So like God, actually, our voice can create. And he's given us our voices for authority and to actually have dominion over the earth. We are called to rule with him and like him to create with our voices. And that's just a bit of a crazy thing. If this is the only take home you have today, God has breathed his breath in you so that you can breathe it out over the world. And that's, that's an amazing privilege that we have. The guy, Ray Hughes, who I talked about with the, with the moustache, he, um, he he had this kind of insight uh, uh, and he said, you know, scientists have identified that in all of matter, there's kind of vibration, vibrating pieces, you know, electrons and neutrons and all that's always, always vibrating. And he kind of attributes that to, to God's first word, let there be light. And actually, the vibrations of that still are, are still going throughout the earth. That's crazy to get your head around that. Okay. We're going we're to talk about sci- scientific, scientifically now. And I'm not a scientist, but I just thought this was really exciting. So we're going on to the next slide. Did you know that music affects your body? Yes. Um, you are made up of 80% water, roughly. Is that about right? But roughly 80? Yeah, not too. 80. 80%. So you're basically mainly water. Okay. Um and, uh, and, and, there's loads of scientific research in, in, in um, how music and sound affect water. And I just wanted to give you just an idea, just like a different way of looking at it. Um, let's go to the next slide. Yeah, you, I could, hopefully you can see it. Top left, okay, is a sample of water that has had heavy metal music being played to it. The, yes, the top, top middle is, um, someone's been saying over it, you make me sick and I will kill you. So, and, and if you look at it, the pattern's really distorted. Adolf Hitler is the top top right. That's his voice over it. You can't really see with the side so much, but if you look at the bottom pictures, um, when words of thanks have been spoken over water, it makes these amazing, beautiful patterns. The, the bottom 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 middle is um, love and words of love and appreciation. They like kind of like diamond rings, don't they? And then Mother Teresa's voice is the is the bottom bottom right. And um, I just think that's really significant. Um, there's been loads of um, kind of tests and things on patients with different illnesses and how the effect of sound and frequencies on their, their bodies. You know, there's, there's been kind of proven um, uh, um, reports of uh, music being helped to kick addiction, boost your immune system. In fact, Mozart is the one. So it says if you listen to Mozart, actually it will help you with pa- patients who suffer with seizures, help spatial reasoning, and increase, increase your IQ nine points. Who knew? Uh, I should have done that earlier um, uh, we can repair brain damage help spark memories in our time as patients this is just a few and I'm just literally scratching the surface but I just thought wow we, I don't think we know the full extent of the, the amazing qualities of sound that God's given us Okay. also as some of you singing teachers out there may know um, your body is actually a vehicle for sound so who knows how many resonators you have in your body anyone know? We're roughly about seven resonators. Now, resonators are, are bits in your body which actually um, kind of amplify sound. And when you, if you ever have a singing lesson, they'll teach you all about this: your head and blah, blah. so. I'm going to. There's so God's made your body to have um, resonators. You've got your chest, your oral cavity, your nasal cavity, your sinuses, your larynx, your pharynx, and your tracheal tree, which is part of your lungs. I think, yeah. So, and every one of those elements in your body actually resonates sound and, and can amplify sound. My dad's really good at this. He scares small children in churches when he's singing. <laughs> um, and I just, I just think, you know, God has made us, made, made us to reverberate into the earth. There's a lady called Benny Johnston, who's um, Bill Johnston's wife, and she's she actually describes herself as a grandma with muscles, and she she has got muscles, and she says, you know, God gave me muscles, and us muscles to move. And I just think God's given us these resonators, these sound uh, kind of equipment in us to to make sound, to make song. Let's move on. Okay, you ready? You you good? Okay. We're going to go look in the Bible now um, for about seven examples of this song that just sprang out to me as I was researching. So how many people know how many songs there are in the Bible? Roughly. Just give a guess, give a guess, give a guess. Don't be be shy. How many? Hundreds. Yes, that's quite vague. Uh, (laughs) um, That's pretty good. It's good. Okay, we've got 185 roughly, okay? Um, Most of them are in the Psalms, but you've got kind of um, Old Testament, and New Testament, sort of Songs of Solomon and Lamentations and things. I want to start off with Exodus 15, which is um, the first song that's actually recorded in the Bible which is when some of you know the story when the israelites and moses they cross the red sea they actually they dance and they sing to god to to thank him really for what he's done and how he's how how he's led them into that place and so you know the first song in the bible is about is about thankfulness to god and kind of a reminder of what he's done for them in that time they didn't have ipads or iphones paper and pens. And actually a lot of their information and um, learning came through songs and um, stories. And I, I think, you know, you know, if you've got a granddad and he's singing a song, the grandchildren will learn it and pass it on. And I think that's what happened. I'm going to look at the longest song in the Bible now, which is Psalm 119. It's got 176 verses. Chris, that's your next song. Okay. 177. Um, and it was all about declaring God's word and his truth and so yeah songs in the bible are actually just a declaration of who God was so thankfulness being a reminder and declaration of truth the third one is the shortest song which is kind of my favourite this, this is my favourite song okay it's two chronicles and when the the priests take the ark of the covenant with God's glory in it and into the holiest of holies and all they can manage to muster up is he is good and his love endures forever. God's glory is so strong in that place. That is all they can just, that's all they can bring because they're like flat on the floor. They end up not doing their ceremonies and things like that that they should be doing. They're just totally in in awe of God. And, you know, so songs in the Bible actually are just a response, heart-to-heart encounter with God. Number four. Psalm 150. A lot of you know this one. It says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. It's really just a call to worship. You know, David was a kind of a, just a man after God's heart. And he had this kind of reverent fear and longing to know God and just worship him. And so, yeah, Psalm 150 is really just a call to worship. And and, and sometimes, you know, when you're worshiping, it's actually you're telling your spirit to worship. But also, I think David writes as well for other people. And so they are they are calling their spirits to worship. Number five. Psalm 96, it says, sing to the Lord a new song, sing to the Lord all the earth. I looked into this a bit further the new song, I've always been fascinated by what it, what is, what is this new song that people talk about? And the word shira is a Hebrew word and it means this. It's a really great meaning. It says walking about, it means walking about as a strolling minstrel releasing the sound of heaven. So we know that minstrel is a kind of a medieval singer or musician. <clears throat> especially one who sang or recited lyrics or hero- heroic poetry to a, mu- to a musical accompaniment for the mobility. So basically, I'm just sort going of to drink, hang on. So here, David is telling us to stroll around and sing and play music and release the sound of heaven into the earth. And that is what the new song is. The Bible also says that heaven actually sounds like the sound of many waters, rushing mighty winds, a loud peal of thunder, like harpists playing their harps, the sound of the roar and many waters, etc. I could go on. But actually, I think this psalm is really key because it's teaching us that as we worship, as as all that's within us, all 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 the things with you know, as we're releasing this new song, that heaven actually comes, and God in Himself inhabits our praise. That's Psalm 22, actually. So this new song, as we encounter God, heaven is released and, it, and heaven is in, inhabits our praise. You know, David, David, um, when he's singing, he actually helps King Saul because when, as he's singing, he, he breaks um, all the curses and this kind of spiritual attack that Saul's having. And actually, when he's singing, Saul is completely free. So he, David is releasing heaven into his environment into Saul's environment so that he can be free. I heard, um, a story recently about, uh, a guy called Sean Foy, who's a worship leader that some, some of you might know. He was kind of doing a detour. God said, look, I just, I know you're supposed to be flying to this space, but could you just fly th- via this space to get there? And he was like, okay. And as you do. And so he ended up in this, um, God, God said, look, I just need you to go, to stand outside, uh, I think it was in Thailand, uh, a really like very popular brothel there. And Sean does what he does best. So he just worshipped, he worshipped, and he worshipped. There's a few of them. And they were just worshiping, 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 and then they went home. And it turned out that a few months later, that actually that brothel was closed down because actually, you know what? He he brought heaven into that place. There's another there's another example of another lady called Susie Yarai. If you don't know her, check her out. She's amazing. She's kind of the mother of worship, I like to call her. Um, and she, um, she was on this uh, whales spotting trip in, in Wales, I think it was. And she was on this boat and it was a bit of a Titanic moment. She's on the, in the front of the boat and she's just like ready for the whales. Where are the whales? And um, there were no whales. And the guy was like, oh, I'm really sorry. Um, I'm really sorry. Usually there's lots of whales here. And she was like, "Well, do you know what? I'm just going to sing. I'm just going to sing out into the earth." (laughs) And um, so she started singing, and probably like it probably looked a bit weird, right? Um, But uh, as she sang, there were seven pods of whales appeared from nowhere. Not seven whales, seven pods. That's seven families of whales. That's like 50 whales. And the guy, the guide, was like, "I've never in all my life I've seen how many whales are right in front of us now." And, you know, she released heaven. She just, she connected with heaven as she just released her sounds and songs into the earth. And just, you know, miracles can happen when you do that. Okay. Lamentations. Yes. Some of you might not have done a study on this. It's basically Jeremiah revealing his heart. And he's he's, he's not doing great. But... In the middle of that, he doesn't stay in his hopelessness. He actually sings out a song of hope in the midst of that. And you know, God's not afraid of what He already knows you're thinking or believing. He's not afraid of that. But sometimes um, there's a, a lady called Melissa Helsa who God um, she kind of has a, an illness. But God said to her one day, you know, you've got to sing your way out of this, Melissa. And actually, that's some of her authority and her anointing comes as she sings now. Because God said, you know, sing your way out of disappointment. Sing your way out of this ho- hopelessness. And, you know, God can encounter you throughout, throughout um, whatever circumstances you're living in. And actually giving expression, expression to the things in you actually releases him to come and fill you. And to be all that you've created him. To, uh, yeah, and for you to be all that he's created you to be. Actually, as you sing out and you 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 kind of reveal that deepest part of yourself, he can then come in and bring healing or restoration or comfort. So the last one um, from the Bible is um, Joshua 6, which is uh it's not necessarily a, 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 a song; it's a sound, right? Everyone knows this one. So Joshua is about to enter the Promised Land. He's around in in uh, going around um, Jericho, and God basically says. Um, Let me just read it. They all proceeded as Joshua commanded them. The fighting men led the way. The seven priests marched after them. This is when they're going around their walls. Blowing their horns continually in front of the covenant chest of the eternal and the rear guard following behind. Joshua gave the Israelites very strict instructions. Joshua says, don't yell or shout. Don't let your voice be heard until the day I tell you. Then... I want you to shout with all your might. I have a theory. I have a theory that actually they could have taught themselves out of this if they hadn't been obedient. <laughs> and um, that's just it's just a side note. Sometimes, you know, our voices are so powerful that actually we can talk ourselves out of the things that God has called us to do. And so, um, you know... This passage isn't about a song; it's about a sound. But it's a sound released at the right time, in the right way, with all of God's purposes and promises behind it, actually pr- brings you into the fulfilment. Yeah. So now all this now brings us into today. Who who has been following the World Cup? Yes, I actually I actually really like football. Um, and the, has anyone been to an actual match where you know you're in there with the chant and the anthem singing around you? Anyone experienced that before? Isn't it amazing when you have a group of voices around you, all singing one song? It's kind of like it just it draws you into something bigger than yourself, doesn't it? Um, I had the privilege about when I was like 15 to get singing at the Royal Albert Hall. I sang the Handel's Messiah with that, like hundreds and hundreds of other people, and it was an extraordinary experience. So I just want to give you a taste of it now. There is just something that happens in our spirits. When we experience songs and gatherings like these, there's kind of like this constant pull in mankind to experience sounds that usher in the supernatural and connect us back to heaven. But what happens when all those big crowds and those flashy lights are stripped away? What's left for you and me in our daily lives? So for some of us, I think it's actually growing back in love with your own voice and how you sound and, you know, God loves our voices. He created them, so we should love them too. Is Nick Horton here? He's not here. He might be in the second service. Um, years ago, there was a guy called Nick in our environment. He, he spoke for the first time. And he held the microphone up to his mouth and he said, in his Canadian accent, I'm going to try and do a Canadian accent now. <laughs> wow, I just I just love the sound of my own voice. <laughs> And I thought it really stuck with me because I was like, I don't think I do. Like, I don't think I actually do. And it really, um, it convicted me. I thought, okay, God, I'm going to, I'm going to go on a journey about finding out how to love my own voice. I'm glad he's not here actually. (laughs) Um, and you know, some of you are afraid of actually being truly heard and you battle with singing out or speaking out. Will I look stupid? Will I draw too much attention to myself? I don't have anything worthwhile to say. I'm not as good at singing as him or speaking as her. Well, today would be a really good time to dump those lies. Because they're not part of who you are. That's not part of your armory. So to end-ish, I'm going to give you two examples of how I use song in my life, if that's okay. Um, Since about November last year, we've we've had quite a challenging time as a family, just struggling with a few disappointments and things that we thought we were trying to push through in faith and things. And we're like, God, this just is not happening. And like, do you know what you're doing? Because we've been trusting with this and it's not quite happened the way we expected it to happen. Who knows that? (laughs) Everybody. And, um, it just felt like a time when God was kind of just shaking things, shaking things up. So he would bring definition to things, but it meant that we had to let go of things. and, And it was just that, it's, and it's, it's ongoing, you know, there's things that we're, when we're still pushing in, contending for, and aren't quite, Where I'm, a, I'm a, like a futurist, so I'm like, I've got it all mapped out in my head, and if it doesn't kind of meet that, I'm like, ah! <laughs> um, and there came a point where me and Eric, my, Eric's, my Eric, Eric's down here, um, he's a keyboardist, and we, sometimes we just come together and we just worship at home, so... We were there and we were like, oh, let's just, let's just worship. You know, sometimes that's a really good response, isn't it? When we're in those situations, like I can't work this out on my own God. So I'm just going to worship. And, um, and a song just kind of wrote, you know, when like something just rises up in you, it's like a a pent up kind of feeling that comes up and I just, I just sang out these words. You can close your eyes or it's just a really short melody. I'm not going to give up, I'm not going to give in No, 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 no I'm not going to give up, I'm not going to give in No, 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 no There's a fresh wind And it's shaking everything I'm not going to give up, I'm not going to give in No, 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 no I'm not going to give up, I'm not going to give in No, 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 no There's a fresh wind And it's shaking everything Yeah, that was it. That's what came out. And um, so it might be that some of you have songs that just come to you in the night. Okay, and I just want you to be expectant of that in this season, whilst we're waiting for, for you know, when we're seeing the increased outpouring of God. But actually, let's just be expecting songs to come out. There's, um, recently, we had a, a conference here called Resound, as a lady, a singer-songwriter called Lucy Grimble, and she said this really profound thing. Actually, she said, like words and lyrics and songs are part of this big, great lake, and actually, you can bring a stream into that lake and fill it. You know, some people bring a river, but you can bring your stream, and that's just as valid because you're still filling the river. Okay, there's another n- another example in my life. So Marion Dixon, actually, years ago, she probably doesn't even know I'm going to say this, but years ago, she came up to me, um, and she said, Laura, I heard you singing this morning. I was like, okay. And then I, I kind of worked out when she was talking about when, she was, when she'd heard me, and I, and I actually was singing at home. And I thought, oh, you know, like when Holy Spirit just says, oh, what about if if other people could hear me in a different place at a different time? it just got me thinking, what what if I sang in my bedroom one day and then someone else would hear me in another part of the world? And uh, later on that day, I was listening to Radio 4. I'm quite an emotional person. And so sometimes, especially when after I had my children, I I couldn't listen to Radio 4. (laughs) But since then, I have listened to Radio 4 a bit more. And so, you know, know when... um, they tell you all these, all these bits of news, and you, it's quite it can be quite, you know, depressing if you let it be depressing. But I thought, actually, rather than letting this affect me in an emotional way, um, I'm going to let my, the empathy that's rising in me come out. So I then went on a little journey of, actually, in my car, when I listened to Radio 4, rather than letting it affect me in a negative way, I thought, do you know what? I'm going to sing over those perpetrators that I've just heard about. I'm going to sing right now that actually tonight, as they're sleeping, God's going to appear to them in a dream and they're going to be completely and radically transformed to Jesus. And, you know, I believe in faith that um, they're going to hear my singing and hear my songs as they're doing whatever they're doing, okay? So that's, that's two examples of how I use singing um, in my life. So I just, yeah, I really want to, um, I just really hope that this talk has reminded you a bit of the power of song inside you. Um, and you know, God is wanting to release the new songs to us as His children. I'm going to ask the band to come up. I think they're downstairs. So I'm hoping they're, oh, they're here. Oh, you, you sacrificed your bacon butter for me, didn't you? (laughs) Oh, you've had the bacon. You've had the bacon. You've had the bacon. This is good. (laughs) Um, I've, I just wrote. A de- I felt like this declaration rise up in me for you guys. So, if you want to stand, I'm going to say the declaration first, and then I want you to join me. So I'm going to say it first, so you know what you're saying before you say it, okay? And then um, these guys are just going to play, and I just want you to be released to just to speak it out, and I want you to speak it out, not from your head, not from your heart, even though they're important right now. But I'm, I'm like your spirit. I want your spirit to connect with this, okay? So I'm going to read it first, and then. Um, Yeah, you can just play now and then you can join in, okay? It says, thank you that you spoke your voice into the earth and said, let there be light and there was. Thank you there is power in your voice, God. Thank you that I'm created in your image and I can be a carrier of your sound into the earth. I can touch heaven and release heaven everywhere I go by my melodies, songs and words. I give you full permission to use my voice as an instrument of worship, whether that be at home alone or with my kids, at school with my friends, at work or singing in front of thousands. Thank you that I can shape and shift the atmosphere with my voice. I am powerful with you living inside of me. I'm excited about the new song that you are bringing to me to usher in your presence You disarm my enemies with the sound of my voice as it reflects you and carries heaven's authority with it. I will see sickness flee as I sing, speak and shout of the goodness of God. My voice carries the Holy Spirit who brings people into an encounter with him through even the tones and frequencies of my voice. My song today will impart freedom, joy, faith, hope and love to all who hear it those who have ears, let them hear. Amen.